Say we're podcast. The Say We're Podcast. Say We're Podcast. Say We're Podcast. Chia. What to do, baby? Salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. Peace to everyone listening. I would love a Say We're Podcast ringtones if ringtones are still a thing. Mm. For text. It would have to be like some type of like lo-fi-ish, some like real like vibey like. Oh, that's that's sophisticated. It'll be twelve dollars, right? <laughs> it would be. It would have to be something like sophisticated yet rageish. A little bit of jazz, some piano, heavy bass and drums. What? That's what the ringtone would have to entail. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. You realize that you just went far left, far right, back left, northwest yeah. to make one beat. Customary. Otherwise, you sound like everybody else. Well, Which we, I mean, I don't want to sound like anybody else. And I feel like we're very different than everybody else. So we would have to make it customary towards rage, what we do. Rage, lo-fi, jazz. Piano. Piano. Bass. Bass. Electric guitar, bass, <laughs> piano. What's the last one I lo-fi. said? And then some like, I don't know, like a... He's he's doing he's doing a body a full body roll something where you feel it. That's what it would have to be. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. I think we'd be bullshitting if and it the, was and the rage because we both rage at night. You know what? That's nigga not- used to ninja run when he got <laughs> drunk. He was like this nigga used to his past tense. <laughs> that's true. Good point. Good. Point. You know what that sounds like? Hmm. Truthfully, um, what's it called? Bohemian Rhapsody. See, because that's everything. A lot of everything. And yet, you'll never hear another song like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard a song since that. And, I mean, Queen is one of the greatest bands of all time because, almost solely because of that one song. So, anyway, we kind of went left already. Appreciate you guys listening. This is episode 71. 71? Yes. 71 of the Say Word podcast. Appreciate you guys still listening. What is, what is a relevant you? 71? Home runs? I don't know. Oh, yeah. like, uh, uh, I got nothing for 71. <laughs> we'll just keep going. I know 73. Oh, well, 71 is, uh, the only thing I remember is 71 being the CMT channel CMT. on Spectrum. The country music channel? That's the only thing I know about 71. Shit, you just fly by. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, 72. <laughs> you know, but that's the only 71 I can think of. Shout out to everybody who has Spectrum. Damn, who's, you you cable or Wi-Fi? I cable. Both, but you cable. Both? I think I'm always going to have cable because, I don't. one, I don't like the streaming things of games. Because yeah. what if they, I, I don't like that. It's not To me, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like, if I want to watch a game, I don't want it to lag and then, oh, shit, the game's not working. So how am I going to watch the game? Yeah, it can be. It's in fights and shit. Actually, like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Because now it's more stress. Yes. With fun, like picking something to watch, it's so much stress involved. Mm-hmm. You got five streaming networks that you're paying seven dollars a piece, which is what you pay for cable. Right after a while, <laughs> after a it while. starts to add up. That is the same thing. You pay, paying the same thing for cable, so then it's like, damn, what do I watch? Yeah, bro. A couple Christmases ago, I'll never forget this. You know what? Christmas basketball is every yeah. So I think it was when the late. I I think LeBron was with the Heat. I don't know who they were playing, but it, no, it was. It was a Christmas game. I just remember yeah. that. I think it was like 28. I don't know. Anyway, so I go to my homie's house with my sister. It's like a whole group of us. So 
I'm trying to be, you know, very, hey, how you guys doing? You know, personal, say, hey. Yeah. But like, nigga, it's Christmas. I don't even want to be here. The only thing I want to do today is watch basketball. All day. So now I'm at this party and it's like, oh, where are you guys watching the game at? Mm-hmm. They're like, what game? Uh-oh. Time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. I was like, what game, nigga? Like, LeBron's <laughs> playing like right now. <laughs> LeBron's playing everybody. So, I, And then they were like, oh, we have the Wi-Fi thing. So yeah. it was like. Where are we watching the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I texted my sister. I was like, Regian, I got five minutes. Otherwise, I'm going home. <laughs> like, I'm going home. Like, Christmas Christmas basketball is a holiday for me. Yeah. Bigger than Christmas. It's Hennessy all day. Yeah. It's pajamas. It's good food. Big chilling. All day. I'm talking Hennessy from noon. Not even. Y'all Hennessy d- from 11 to midnight. Y'all do like Christmas, Christmas? What do you mean? Gifts and... Like tree. hug around the tree and not, that? not hug around a tree, but like you put up a tree. You can, yeah, you're doing gifts. My sis, it's because of my sister that we put the tree. I was, I was thinking because you know your mom does like the extravagant things mm-hmm. respectfully. But I was thinking like your mom, like soon as Thanksgiving is over, it's N- decorations. No, nobody in my house likes decorations except my sister. Really? Yeah, my sister is the only person. The only reason why we put up a Christmas tree is because of my sister. That's when you're the baby girl. I guess so. <laughs> so, um, so we don't do anything real extravagant. My mom may just cook dinner type stuff. We watch, mm. watch basketball. Speaking of. Yeah, Thanksgiving is over. No. Yeah, yeah. Nigga, it's, it's what's, it, what's, the, what's the one now? Delta? It's a panoramic. Yeah, the panorama is still here. <laughs> Thanksgiving is quiet. All right, all right, all right. Um, what about plates? What do you mean plates? Like, can I get a plate? Oh, um... Yeah, I'm sure because I don't know what we're gonna be doing for Thanksgiving, but I know we'll probably just cook something small for us. So oh, yeah, I can get you a plate. Word. I mean, it's really it's not a big deal. Really, that's what it's, that's what it's really all about. I mean, at the end of the day, I realize it's like I mean, I don't see you guys that often, so I know you're not here for fellowship. Like, I'm not stupid. You know, we're what I'm not saying? here to chill, bro. I'm not stupid. We're here for the libation. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think Thanksgiving is probably quiet this year. Yeah, um, unfortunate. But how you been, brother? Oh, good, man. Uh, I was a little late this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to... Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> had to, uh, real quick, I uh, the mask off for sure. You, my dog got the fresh cut. Yeah, man. I've, I've been cutting my own hair for like almost 10 years. Mm. So it took, it took me a little second. I was, you know, playing some situations. Mm-hmm. And I was vibing. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was a combination of getting ready and vibing. Yeah. So, um, but I'm good, man. Just... Just enjoying my second chance, you know? Word. Take, Def- take I, f- I've, I've noticed on your Instagram, it's like, <laughs> this nigga looks like one of those born-again Christians. I kid you not, bro. I came out the grave, bro. I'm just I'm just enjoying it, trying not to waste it. Everything is so grateful. Take everything. Yeah. Take your life. And it's like, bro. I'm going to give you some toxic positivity, it. right? <laughs> it's like, got it. Who else did it? Um, Peace to Sam. Sam's yeah. another one. It's yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> the pages, it's like, all I'm right, guys. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm reading it like, okay, okay, cool. I mean, cool. Uh, you know what I mean? You got to put the shoes on to understand the walk. That's a fact. So it's like. I don't want them shoes, bro. That's what I'm saying. I don't want them shoes. Some people man. don't make it out them shoes. That's a fact. So when we when we made it out them shoes, it's like, hey. I need everybody to know. Thank you, guys. Oh, this is a nice tea blend I did. What you did? I did a raspberry slash. Peach, okay, passion, okay. and I dropped the Worthers in there. Huh? I dropped the Worthers in the coffee. That's a cheat code. 
Oh, I don't drink coffee, so I just Word. put it in my tea. Like, I'm not a coffee guy. It only like espressos, but not a cup of coffee, no. Word. That does sound kind of good, though. Yeah. Shit is nice. I'm not even going to lie. Especially since it's 10 o'clock in the morning, guys. Yeah. We're not we're not recording at our normal 8.30, 9 p.m. When it's before, whiskey o'clock. Right, before rage season. But <laughs> we're hanging out, just drinking tea. Yeah, I'm drinking water. Um, My birthday just passed. Yes, sir. Uh, What was it, Monday? What's, what's Monday? You should, are you one of those? Oh, it's none of your business how old I am. I'm 33. 33. It's good. Um, age, yeah, I'm not a bitch, bro. Some niggas are like that. Oh, uh, well, then I Some niggas are bitches. Bitch thing. Um, That's a lot of good 33s, man. Yeah, Scotty. Um, Pat? Who? Patrick. Patrick. Uh, who else? That's about it. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Grant Hill's 33. Yeah. Um, Rest is on you, my guy. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Solid three. Hell, before you said it, I only had Pippin. I mean, so once you said you, and I was like, oh shit, there are some other thirty threes, aren't there? You remember when? Um, and I'll let you get back. You remember when Mike Epps had that pimping, pimping, pimping? Mm-hmm. Like, I was gonna get a Scotty Pippin jersey and put pimping instead of Pippin. This was back in the day when niggas was getting custom jerseys. Oh, I was like, damn, this would have been a fire idea, but I never did it because I was broke. I'm glad you didn't do it. Cost money to do stuff like that. You know, some things in hindsight. Tell us about your birthday, dog. Well, my birthday started off wild because uh, I ended up going out the night before my birthday and I got food poisoning from the chicken wings. Remember when you hit me and I thought I was like hungover? Yeah. It wasn't hungover. Not even kind of. It was Earl season. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, It was really bad, bro. Um, I'm talking like... 8 a.m. my birthday is when it started. And it was just like, because, you know, you wake up and I was just like, oh, my God, I did it again. This story sounds eerily familiar. I was like, (laughs) I did it again, bro. I did it again. Because I'm somebody who I have a motion sickness that's triggered from alcohol. Dramamine. Yeah. So if I drink and then it hits, I'm over. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows this. So I woke up that morning like, oh, shit, I'm going to be sick. P- and then you you know you start thinking like mm-hmm. P why did you drink so much and, and it was like I didn't thing. even drink that much though yeah so I was conf- I mean I knew I had like I think we ran through like eight champagne bottles in two days this story eight or so nine familiar. eight or nine champagne bottles ran through yeah then the, got the food poisoning so that was over I got a um I got a uh, lymphatic drainage massage okay. for the fancy niggas it That's, was nice that sounds like a happy ending. Nope, no happy ending. No happy ending. None of those. Uh, no Deshaun Watson over here. Um, we uh, it's the drainage part that kind of. Oh, it's you know lymph nodes type stuff. So it's very. It was dope. It was yeah. dope. I left there very uh focused because hmm. it left let me know like I still have a lot of work to do health wise. Word, which is dope. You know, yeah, it's good to leave certain things with more questions because then you know like oh I got a lot more work to do Word. than I thought. Word. you know we get stagnant in life. Um, Sounds like you're grateful. Very. Oh, nigga. Grateful is an understatement. This has been, honestly, this has been the best year I've had. Bar none. Oh, definitely bar none. I don't, I think maybe when I was 25. Yeah. That was a good year. 25 was a good year. This, this, I I would agree with you. This, this has been the best year of my life too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. From, I would say from 2017 to right now has been 
like a, <clears throat> almost like a complete 180. Yeah. I had a lot of bad shit happen to me in 2017 yeah. that completely turned me around in 2018. Mm -hmm. So it's like, who said it? I think Ye said it. Yeah. Something like this is this is not something. the new me. Like the, oh. the old me is gone. Like this is the new me. Yeah. That person is gone. That Pascal. So it's almost like for me, I'm just very grateful because like, 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 like he said, like God did miracles on me, bro. Like for real, for real. Easy. Like for real, for yeah. real. So I'm a hundred percent grateful to make it to 33. Cause you know, there's a lot of people we know that didn't make it to 33. Mm -hmm. I know some people who are actually down during their birthday, free my man, Elijah, mm -hmm. who's actually down during his birthday. So mm -hmm. it's like, you got to just be grateful to be alive and free at the end of the day, especially if you know people on both of those sides. 100%. You know? So, um, but all in all, bro, it was, it was dope. I got a lot of presents, um, presents that I'm getting myself and presents that people gave me. Mm -hmm. My sister got me this cool bracelet. Nice. Uh, C. Murder got me a Lacoste polo. Nice. You roped up. Yeah. It was you roped nice. up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got me one of these chains. Uh, the tri. It's like a tricolor, um, rope. Just don't care. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a good. It was very good. It was a good yeah, birthday. It was very dope, good man. birthday, bro. Um. Yeah, cause cause I hit you. Um. And I was like, you know, how do you feel? You know, because you know, I've been privy to kind of what's what's the transition, the full transition. Um. And I'm a big, I'm nostalgic. I'm a big fan. I, I keep shit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I, I like to know, like, I like to remember moments. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to sound weird, but I kept my locks when I cut them off. Mm -hmm. I kept them for a long time. Very avant-garde. Yeah. Because to me, metaphorically, I opened a shoebox and I can look at four years of my life. Mm. It took me four years to grow these locks. And I can just like, damn, this is like four years of my life that I can hold in my hand tangibly, you know yeah. what I mean? So when I hit you, I was like, you know, what does this, like, tell me about the year. You know, you're like, oh, today's great. Today's good. No, I was like, no, no, no. Tell me about, like, what, tell me about the transition from, like, where you were to, like, where you are now for it to be the best year. Uh, and then you shared some of, some of that. And it's just, like, it's so dope to see, you know, people kind of grow. Because when I first met you, you are different, mm -hmm. different guy. And I don't want to sound like an old nigga, but... It's like you grew up right before my eyes in mm -hmm. a way, because it was a you had a lot of like me against the world mm -hmm. kind of mentality, mm -hmm. and now you're more like you know you went from a, like a fishbowl to like the ocean in mm -hmm. a way in maturity. Like you just got you just grew, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's dope to see it, mm -hmm. you know. And that's why I was like, no, like tell me about your life, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? This year, mm -hmm. so it's dope to see it, man, because it's, it's like you you see your homies. Level, 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 level. And it's good to see it. That's dope. Yeah, man. Because anybody who knows me knows that if you ask P how he's doing, you're not going to get an answer. I'm very closed off. Sure. I don't really like sharing mm -hmm. what I got. I got trust issues with people. So mm -hmm. it's like, you got to really like want to know. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, I'll tell you. But if it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? Yeah. Everybody. Because mm -hmm. one of my homies will always be like, no, P, like, what's going on yeah. with you? Like, then it's like. Oh, okay. Because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you think it's just pleasantries. People are just doing with yeah, you. So it's like, they just talk. don't really care. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Okay. And then you just keep moving. So, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, like I said, 2017 was like a really, 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 that was definitely the worst year of my life. Wow. Um, and then it just, everything just kind of just turned and just changed. And it mm -hmm. was just like. 
I just annexed myself from everyone and just kind of just put my head down and just just said f- almost like fuck everybody kind of yeah. thing. And um, I mean, I know it's not a good mindset to have, and I try not to keep that mindset. Um, but yeah, so I mean, now I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I can even feel it in myself that it everything is just different around me. Mm-hmm. It's just different. I had a resident, um, literally, bro. I said something to him and he screamed, fuck you so loud to me, bro. Yeah. That it took me back. Yeah. But that's when I realized like, wow, I'm so different. Cause before, like, mm-hmm. I would have said something right back to him. Right. And then I was just like, all right. And I told him, I was like, I am way too blessed to mm-hmm. worry about you right now. I said it verbatim, like, I'm sorry, like Exactly. I really don't even care. I'm too blessed to be stressed. stressed. <laughs> and it was just like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, you have a good day. See you later. That's, oh. It's pure maturity, man. Yeah. It's after a while, it just that's dope. You just over it. You just but, get over. I've, I've been there too, man. With the um, everybody has a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. and a lot a lot of people, you know, they 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 go within, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, one of the worst things. That's one of the worst things you could do. Mm-hmm. That's why when you're dealing with like depression, the first thing that that they'll tell you, a therapist will tell you, is you need to talk. Right. You need to talk about it. You need to get it out. You need because it's it's really just the closer we hold it to our chest, the more it's it makes us sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I went through like a long depression for maybe five six years at mm-hmm. one point, uh, and it wasn't until I started like, yeah, this is how I feel. Not, like you said, off some light shit. Like oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. But when you really start to like, yeah, man, you know, I'm you know I feel like this is how I feel. You know. Then you start to like break those those bonds, those mm-hmm. that bondage. Um, so it's good, man. I'm glad you came out of it, really, really, because you know people in those moments people take themselves out. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know that. I know that all too well. Yeah, so, honestly. So yeah, rest in peace, my man, Jr. Bro. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things like you just at the end of the day you have to keep going. Yeah. You just have to keep going, and that's that's been like shit. That's been my motto. Ever since I can remember, it's just you just have to keep going. Yeah. You might as well keep going. That's what me and my cousin always say. You just might as well, because what else are you gonna do? Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Me and um Andy over at the neighbor right here. Um, and it's like the worst thing that you could ever do is stop. Yep. Literally. Yep. The word as long as you keep going, shit could change tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you literally have to keep going. You don't lose until you decide that you're gonna lose. Yeah. That's T Mac when he was playing. What team was that? You know, thirteen points and thirteen something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like rockets, rockets, um, and it was like I can decide to lose because typically this is when we lose. Right, or, the game's over. Or I can try to win. Yeah, because I, me, knowing me, if I had seen the Rockets are playing the Spurs and they're down twelve and thirteen seconds, Turn it I'm off. changing the channel. <laughs> Turn like, it off. This game has been over. Yeah. I probably would have turned it off way before that. Yeah. And then you wake up on ESPN like, nigga, what did he do? <laughs> Bullshit. You know, so. Ain't no way the Rockets won that game. And then but, you watch it, you're like, well, damn. Like, sometimes, you know, like, they always play the replay, so yeah. I still watch it. And the shit is still unbelievable. Like, this shit don't even make sense how a, we did that. A lot had to happen for that to even. Just watch Four it. threes and a free throw. It's so much that had to happen just for that. And then he had to be cash. Oh, big cash, bro. Like <laughs> He had to be And cash. they knew he was getting the ball. And, oh. then, and then you got Bruce Bowen guarding him. And you know he locked down. Not that night. <laughs> Boy got 13 in 13 seconds. 
But yeah, so keep going, basically. Yeah, always. The game is always. never over until it's all zeros. Yep. Till the fat lady sings. I never liked that statement, actually. I never understood it. Opera. Typically, the fat lady closes it out. I've never been to an opera. You must. Mm. I've watched them, but I've never, like, been to one. Oh, like, man. Like, sat down. Are you into, like, dramas? Yeah. I like all that stuff. I used to watch them when I was a kid. I grew up in, like, theater type stuff. Yeah. So I don't mind them. It's almost like anime. Mm-hmm. I don't like the English dub. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sing it in, sing it in Italian. Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever language. But typically, the fat lady... Uh, she narrates the story, you know? mm-hmm. and then when you know she closes it out, it crescendos, and then she she tells the story because she ah. has that, that voice. Mm-hmm. But when when you see the fat lady at the opera, it's time it's it's time to go. Yeah, my sister goes to those things, but she's also fancier than I am. <laughs> so I just I just let her do them, and then she'll tell me, and then it's like, oh okay, nice. I'll do it. Then I'll do it or something. Let me but. tell you what LeBron did tonight. <laughs> Exactly. And then she's like, no, Pascal. It's like, all right, well, all right. No fancy ass. Yeah, she's very fancy. So um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Until until you die, you gotta keep trying. 100 percent You gotta keep trying. Cause you're gonna really regret it and you're gonna hate yourself later on for it. And I think that's why I kept pushing myself because I knew I would hate myself later. Mm-hmm. And that was always bothering me like that. I you know. I guess everybody does, but I live in the future. Like yeah. my mind always thinks like, what am I doing now? That's going to fuck me up later. Yeah. So it was always like, uh, man, I do not want to be older and like, damn, thinking about, wow, in my 30, when I was 32, I shouldn't, I just gave up and now look at me. Yeah. I was like a major fear of mine. My fear, one of my big fears have always been, um, what do they call that? And like, you know, like in high school, you was the man, homie. Like, yeah. um, peaking in high school. Peaking. I've always been fearful of peaking. So I've always like wanted to just keep going up and up and up where it's like, damn, he's still kind of, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I just never wanted to let growing. myself go. I just always wanted to be fly and always do fly stuff no matter how old I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what just why I, I just keep. I have a similar, because I'm in all humility, because I've been gifted so much talent to be able to do things. Mm-hmm. I tell my wife this all the time. My greatest fear is that I do a bunch of stuff. And I'm never super successful at anything mm. because the the problem with evolution is that you're always changing. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about evolution is that you're always changing. Right. So it's like my biggest fear is to be the, you know, the person who's it's like, you know, kids, when you have kids, your garage gradually fills up with shit they used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fucking basketballs, baseball gloves, hockey sticks. It's like just a bunch of stuff they used to do. Before they get to like a point where they're like, okay, this is what I actually want to do. So as an adult, that luxury is not there for you because nigga, you gotta get, you gotta make money, nigga. Like you got you got a family. So that's like one of my biggest fears is like, I mean, you've seen how I'm I'm doing this, and then now I'm doing this, and then now I'm doing this. But I, I've always been afraid of, you know, just shiny object syndrome. It's like, oh no, I'm doing this. I really want to like lock in on like one thing. Mm-hmm. And really, it's, I mean, it's, it's just about the money, really. Mm-hmm. Something that makes me good money. And I'll just sit there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Everything I've done has made money. But it's just, it's not even a boredom thing. It's just like, I feel like, you know. You could do more. I could do more. I could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, there's a balance. The balance of content and wanting more is right. a very tough thing. Yes. It's very, very tough. You hate yourself for wanting more when you know that people have so much less. Yeah. But then it's like, damn, 
I should be doing more because am I actually happy where I'm at or am I just content? You never want to settle in your life. And that's when you feel like you're settling when you're mm -hmm. content, you know? You're sitting too still. You're too comfortable. Uh, it's a saying in, in my industry, when you're out of creativity, you're out of business. Which so makes you, so you got to always like, you know, it's, it's re what it boils down to is, is you got to read more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As long as you're reading consistently, you'll never stop growing. Yep. I used to say a day without acquiring some form of knowledge is a day wasted. But see, here's, here's, I mean, again, there's, you know, the caveat there. There's so much information. You can learn anything, any industry that you'd want to learn from the internet for free. You can mm -hmm. also pay for it, but you can get it for free. But the problem is there's so many teachers and you watching so many teachers. What, I, what I've always done is if I want to learn something new, I, I pick a, I pick a teacher, pick a method. And I, that's, that's the only person I'm fucking with because you can, you can start learning and then now you're watching this person. They do it just a little bit different. They watching now. Now you don't have like a, I think you could fast track the mastery if you just find like, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Then there's the teacher and then just follow that and just go one way. Like, but if you do that, then you're pretty much just mimicking. That's that's what I say. The student will always surpass the teacher. But that's that's the point of it is they've already gone to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. So now, now they hand you down that knowledge. They give you, hey, these are the mistakes, you know, that I made. It's a guy that I'm learning from. Every step of the industry that I'm learning, and he has a video for free, 10, 20-minute mm -hmm. video. And it's just like literally every single step. Like I, I found myself, oh, shit, how do you do this? Search his YouTube, there it is. And mm -hmm. it's like, God damn, like it's it's just free. Mm -hmm. Which, because I don't know if you know, I used to live at the Covenant House. Covenant House is a homeless shelter for... Um, oh, yeah, see, Murda used to do... Um she used to volunteer there. Oh, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was there from 18 to 21. Okay. On and off. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was there, <clears throat> I, I had two goals that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to be able to read well out loud. So I, I would be like in my dorm just like reading shit out loud. Mm -hmm. I was also reading at the same time. And I wanted to learn how to eat with a fork and knife. Never knew how to do that. Coming from Paramore in the hood. Nigga, you just ate whatever you had, you know, your left hand and then a fork. And then whatever happens with the left hand, you know what I mean? Um, so I was like, I need to culture myself and refine myself while I'm in this situation. When they ask me on the interviews that I have been having recently, it's like, you know, how do you want to help? I want to let them know who's in it that there's there's a other side. Because when you're in it, all you see is the four walls. But So you think that's your life yeah, forever. Yeah, so that perspective of like, you can't evolve there's so much information out here. You can come out of this situation and start making money today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just shit out there that you can do. I never, you know, like our histories are different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our backstories are different. Mm -hmm. So because I was fortunate to not go through a lot of like those certain situations, I always, I always sympathize with those people because it's like, I don't know what happened to you to get, to get there. there yeah. I'm so fortunate that I never even had to s get in those situations. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, our, like I said, our situations are different. So you actually saw it and came out of it. So your perspective is going to be completely different mm -hmm. from me, right. obviously. Right. So I have to respect that in the sense that it's your perspective because everybody's is different, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just very sad when I see like people on the street 
And it's just like, you just never know how far behind they have to be or how much they, because, you know, if you're homeless, okay, you get a job at McDonald's or Burger King or Walmart, they're not going to pay you enough every two weeks to be able to rent an apartment. Sure. That's impossible. Sure. So it's almost like from that moment, or then, shit, I guess I can ask you, mm-hmm. from that moment when you when you left the um, the Covenant House at 21, what were like some of the steps for you to even get to a place where it's like, I okay, you probably can't rent an apartment by yourself, yeah. but now, okay, I can I can go with somebody for maybe three, four hundred a month. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it has to be a lot of teamwork to get you was, out of those environments. Yeah, it was that. It's it's support system. Yeah. Um. So it was that. I remember. This is good. I remember. <laughs> uh. I remember. The day leaving, mm-hmm. uh, some of the the people working there, and you know, they, they were we were all crying, right? Because I've been there for three years, right? You know, basically on and it's off, family, yeah. So because it's like, um, when you're there, <clears throat> it's three meals a day. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, room and board, basketball. Like you're, you're, it's like a boys and girls club, but you stay over there, and you, <clears throat> and you actually eat meals. Um, so. You know, leaving there, it's, it's almost like leaving jail in a way mm-hmm. because it's like you have to transition back into society. So it is it is couch surfing. It is, you know what I mean? Here's what I got. I could pay this a month. Uh, it was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get my, you know, it went from couch surfing to roommating. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get my own place until maybe 10 11 mm-hmm. girl I was dating at the time was like cuz I started I started I started entrepreneuring like 20 20 whenever I fucking started mm-hmm. um and I was I was doing well enough to pay my part of the bills uh and then she said you know you can get your own place and I never thought about it. I never you know cuz you know, they say you know it takes a woman to put those things in your mind to kind of and I just never, it never dawned on me that I could get my own place because I still kind of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, you know, shit falls down. Right, right. Um, but I ended up finding, you know, uh, I don't think you've ever been to that spot when I was on Washington. Bro- Brooks helped me move, Brooks helped me move a couch in and Brian used to come over and stuff like that because it was right outside of downtown. But it was a 1-1, one, one, it was about 800 square feet, um, not a studio, like full 1-1, one, one, um, 565. Mm. Yeah, the guy at the corner had a little corner. I was on the corner lot, whatever. Is that the one with the stairs? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I feel like I dropped you off once. Maybe, maybe once or twice. Maybe. I don't um, know. but going. that was my f- first dolo apartment, and the first time I really challenged myself to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it wasn't easy. You right. know what I mean? It was like sometimes I paid rent on the thirtieth, mm-hmm. not because I was paying early. But because I was playing late. Right. So now it's the 30th and then the 1st. <laughs> and then the 1st. And I don't know how, but I was able to to manage it. And my landlord was like, as long as you don't overlap, you good. I ain't going to charge you no late fees or nothing. Just don't don't go into the 1st owing from last month. Yeah. Back. So it gave me like that cushion. But Oh, okay. That's a good cushion. Yeah. That's a good landlord. Good peoples. Good peoples. But, you know, going from the Covenant House to that, like, you're right. It's like a mentality. Like, you have to... Because a lot of people who I met at Covenant House, I met my first gay person at Covenant House. This was, like, back in... Fuck. Long time. Before mm-hmm. it was, like... People were, like, openly gay, and it was okay. Um, you know, drug addicts, 
people who are abused um, physically, sexually, um, people who are abandoned. Like these are all the people in my dorm. It's in the dorm. It's four bunks, eight people. And sometimes we just sit up and they just telling their stories. And I'm just like listening to the stories and listening to the stories. And uh, it's like, it's kind of like life. You seen life? Yeah. And when Claude and Ray were like, you know, done, and it's like, fuck y'all do. What y'all do? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, man. My mom kicked me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. And niggas were looking at me like, well, what are you doing here? Right. You know what I mean? Even the staff was like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and she kicked me out because I made pancakes in the, in her new apartment. I didn't clean up. I felt the pancakes knocked me out. So she came home, brand new apartment, totally empty, flour, dough, egg, shells everywhere. She said, get the fuck out and don't come back. Your just, mom. My mom. Just like that. <laughs> get out and don't come back. Uh, and I remember, because the Covenant House used to be downtown. Because mm-hmm. the transients downtown. Young transients was a big thing in Orlando back then. Uh, and I'm walking through Lake Eola and they pulled up in a van. Well, not them, but another group pulled up in a van and they gave me like a Ziploc bag and it had like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, water, and a granola bar in it. They were out just serving people. And I ate that shit and I cried because I had to have looked homeless for them to even give, give that you to that me. sandwich. So I was like, damn, I'm homeless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I called Covenant House. They came and got me, took me over there, and I was a part of the first class of the one here in, in, on East Colonial. So that's why now, 20 years later, um, I hit them up. And it's like, yo, you know, Henry Lewis, I was one of the first, out of the first four to be in that space. The um, CEO there, she started bawling. She was like, oh my God, you don't know how good it is to hear that, you know, you come from here and you're doing okay. It makes me feel like our job is being done. And and she's like, can you talk to the, can you talk to this person? Can you talk to this person? And it was just like, she just wanted me to to just tell them the story that you planted a seed twenty years ago and it grew, and it and it's still growing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really dope. I almost was a part of um, this celebrity. Uh, they do this live stream had like Ryan Reynolds, Morgan Freeman, and all these people for Covenant House. Oh wow! And then people like telling their story and stuff like that. But Ryan Reynolds, why do I know that name? Um, Deadpool. Oh, that's him. Okay, that yeah, guy. Yeah, okay, really, okay. really funny guy. Yeah. Um, but really know, funny. He's funny to me. But is he really funny? He's really funny, though. Like, the way that he okay, engages, just like how he talks, he has, like, this, like, it's like a machismo, but it's, like, also funny. He reminds me of, like, Dane Cook. You know Dane Cook? Dane Cook is weird to me. So you think Ryan Reynolds is funny, but not Dane Cook? Yes. Cool? Because, you know, Deadpool, it's, like, more satire. Eh, Dane Cook is satire. I get it. I, I think they're in the same, like, too, they're in the same like hat. Yeah. I feel like they're in the same, like... Their fathers are pretty much like, oh, yeah, both of these guys are my Yeah, children. they'll tell a joke that it won't hit you for like two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds, is, did he used to do stand-ups? No, he's just like. He's like a Will Ferrell kind of guy. No, Will Ferrell's hilarious. No, but Will Ferrell didn't do stand-up. Oh. Is what I mean. Like, yes. Yeah, I, I saw that on, you know, those Facebook, you know, if you go yeah. down that Facebook thing. Don't do it. <laughs> it's like, wham. Don't do it. Um. Wow. I did. Wow. You know, the thing with me is when I hear certain people's stories, it's like they just start to make more sense. Yeah. Certain situations, certain scenarios just mm-hmm. make more sense. Um, We're the sum of our life experiences. Like the right, person exactly. you see now is the 
sum of everything they've been through, up, down, mm-hmm. sideways, good, bad, mm-hmm. and then you see them now, boom, this is the result. All right, how they deal with something is something is how exactly. they dealt with something in the past. Exactly. And if they change, it's because exactly. the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. A lot of ups and downs in this calculator. Yeah. Like, it's, been a, yeah. it's been a crazy life. And then that's why, that's why after COVID, it's like, it doesn't X everything, but my life is BC and, and AC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right. it's it's not not to say that everything that happened before COVID was bad, but everything, you know, or you know, forget everything that happened before COVID, but everything after COVID is love and light, you know, gratefulness, mm-hmm. you know, how can I help you? You know, what you need. Right. You know, and it's just give love away without expectancy, you know, just boom. Right. So Yeah, because that's kind of how I felt with this birthday. It was like uh I almost don't even need anything because I'm just just happy yeah it's like there's no like you know you get material things you fly somewhere yeah. to escape certain stuff and it's just like no i'm, I'm no escaping this ba, 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 ba. pretty much like no. now i'm just like i'm just chilling it's good man it's good you taught me one thing you did teach me was um uh during the pandemic you was like if nobody saw you in that would you still buy it hmm? remember when i was buying a bunch of shit and you was like if nobody saw you in that would you still buy it and i was like Close this. Close this window. Yeah, I remember this. You were wilding. I was like, "Damn!" Let me close this window. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to ask yourself why you're buying stuff or why you're doing things, yeah. and then once you realize why you're doing it, yeah. you just start cutting it out or being able to justify it. Because you may have said, "Yeah," then it would have been like, "All right, well, shit." Yeah, it it was definitely a, a, like a you know. I wouldn't say it's a full gut check, but it was it was definitely, you know, to the spleen. It's like, boom. Because um, it's like shit was just getting delivered and delivered. I opened the box. Yay. Close the box. Go back, back in the closet. Yeah. Just go back, sit in my sit at my desk and we can't go nowhere. Right. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm dressing up for my wife. She's like, okay, nigga. Hi. <laughs> Same person. Right. Yeah. Oh, you bought another one? <laughs> another club C? Yeah. Exactly, exactly yeah. what she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, why do you keep buying this shit? I was like, I like the silhouette. And she's a former sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. She's like, I get it, but don't you think the dad the dad shoe thing is gonna like go away? Like a fad? I was like, maybe. But right now we cozy. Yeah. <laughs> cozy season. I don't think it's gonna go away because things that come back doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do them. Things that leave don't doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop doing them yep. either. Like we're not in high school. Right. Where it's like, oh, damn, nigga, you still wearing last year's fashion? It's like, am I 14? I'm a grown-ass man, bro. High school was kind of stressful, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean. If it just, you didn't do uniforms. Yeah, if you didn't do uniforms. I, I, did I tell this story on Wax that I used to write my my outfits? Negative. I said it on phone. Yeah, I used to write my outfits what I would wear, so that way I would give myself like a two-week window to come back. Ooh. To come back to it. I'm talking, this is ninth grade. This isn't even like junior year, senior year. This is 14-year-old Pascal. All right, today I wore this, this, Editorial calendar for his outfits. Yeah, it was a, I don't know what I was doing, bro. Somebody hit me um, for my birthday. They were like, happy birthday to the nigga that used to wear button-up shirts and Yankee fitteds to class. You're that guy. That's 10th grade. So I was 15 doing that shit. Sometimes that's when you look back like, 
was just doing too much, man. High sc- I thought it was too cool for. I still do. High school, three boys, four pair of shoes. Mm. That was like not not to diminish what you just said. No, I it it really like. Because uh, <laughs> I could go on and on and on about fashion stuff I was doing in high school. So was, I'm just going to stop now. It was three wars, four pair of shoes. If you didn't call the Chucks, you didn't get them. Uh, four pair of pants. Maybe like seven shirts. And you just rotate it. So you must look at me sometimes like, no, fuck this nigga. No, I, I okay, never... Cool. I never, I, I never judge. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the place to judge anybody. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, if you had a better situation than I did, maybe middle middle school, I was a little bit envious. Um, but then when I got older, because I didn't, I didn't really have a childhood because mm-hmm. you know my dad wasn't really around. Mm-hmm. So it was me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I got to raise these six motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like middle school, I got envious. I was envious. I was like, damn, this nigga always got the fresh ones. Mm-hmm. High school, I was like, dog, I'm just trying to get through this so I can go home and cook, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, but again, I don't know how I was an introvert, how I am an introvert, you know, mm-hmm. oldest of seven. There's no space to be an introvert. That's true. Yeah? But maybe that's why you are so much because of the Jumanji that you were raised in, you know? Exactly I mean, that. seven kids, it's Jumanji in your house. Oh, that's no, it's, period. Bro, seven kids in a two one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's mayhem all day. You know what I mean. Yeah, but so maybe it, it was fun because we're, we're all relatively close in age. So yeah, and you know moment. us Haitian people. Your your first friends are your cousins. Oh yeah, it was so. Sometimes your only friends growing up are your cousins. Because where are you going, Upagekai? You going to sleep at your friend's house? You don't have a home, <laughs> bro. I didn't stay at my friend's house until I was in tenth grade, Duh. and he had stayed at my house for four years prior to that. Duh, when we was in Pompano, the I had a little white, little white friend named Matt. Matt or Mac? Matt. Okay. Matthew. And uh, we were supposed to do like a little sleepover or whatever because we played baseball. We played Sandlot. <clears throat> so was, so for me to go stay over there, my mom went over to these people's house. She got her hands behind her back, walking around, looking at shit. Mm. And we just make sure y'all not crazy. Yeah. She walked in that bitch like a supervisor. And then she was like, okay, it's fine. And then, how old were you? This was middle school, so this got to be like eight, ninth. Well, I went to junior high, so it's got to be like seventh, eighth grade, okay, something like that. But it was, it was so fun, yeah. Because back then, punishment was not being able to go outside. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the punishment is going outside. Yeah, and it's like get off Twitch, take your ass outside. They're like, fuck, mom, I want to go outside. Me when they, when these moms right. be like you can't go outside. I'm sitting at the window depressed, dog. Like niggas is playing. He can't even throw. Look at him. He can't even catch. You dropped it again. I God damn it. it! I would have caught it. Now look at me. <laughs> look at me. Just sideline pimping. Oh, but it was that was so man. Sandlot. Oh, do you play baseball? No. Man, it's nothing like playing baseball when you only have a raggedy ass bat. Everybody don't got gloves. We don't have official bases, so. That hubcap is a base. That little pillow thing is a base. It's just like... I played wiffle ball. Okay. It's like the plastic, but that was yeah. in PE. But I never like, yo, like six of my homies, let's play base. Never. I've never done that. Nah, you need more than six. It's like 12 of us. Yeah, definitely. If we're... Yeah, if I got 12 people, we're running fives. <laughs> <I'm too goddamn. laughs> like, 
there was no such thing as baseball. It would have been like baseball, nigga. We got twelve. Let's run. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, playing baseball, and then when I moved to Little Haiti, mm-hmm. we was doing four on four street um, football. That's fun. You play against other streets because you could. Everybody can, you know. You can walk the Ave, but you can't be on it. You know, it has to be invitation. Mm-hmm. Yo, me and my homies. Right. And this is from my, I'm on at my backyard talking to you from your backyard because I can't go on your street. Right. I got to do like a, yo, we coming checking to in. Block. <laughs> checking cool? in. All right. It's going to be me and three others. You know, yeah. we're going to play like four o'clock. Game is 21. Y'all cool? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pull up. Oh, boy. I used to... I was going to say something I forgot. It's good talking about childhood, man. Yeah. Man. Some of us had them, some of them didn't. Yeah, some of us had them, some of us didn't. That's a fact. That's a fact. Speaking of the sleepover thing, yeah, the first time... Because before, the only people that ever stayed at my house was family. Yeah. I think the first time somebody that wasn't family stayed at my house, it was like, oh, let me ask my mom. (laughs) Because this has never happened before. <laughs> I don't think that, that person knew that, obviously. Yeah. But, like, back then it was just like, I told my mom, she was like, he wants to stay here? <laughs> I was like, yeah. The um, His mom wants to meet you. And she was like, oh. She was like, okay, well, I mean. Is everything okay with them? Cool. But then when I tried to flip it, like, oh, can I go over there? It was like, no. Shh. Nope. Shh. Nope. It literally was because he had homecoming at his high school. Yeah. And I told my parents, like, so you're going to pick me up at one o'clock in the morning from the high school? The high school is 10 minutes from his house. Yeah, You've sense. known these niggas for four years now. Yeah. And then that's when they finally were just like, all right, fine. It's part of the culture. Yeah, it's just not, it's just not in us. It's like, you have a home. Why do you need to sleep at somebody else's home? Because that's how, that's how we look at it from, from like our culture. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, this culture is like, oh, it's common. It's yeah, like, it's oh, very yeah. common. Sleep over time. Yeah. Adults are doing that shit right now. What do you mean? Adult that, sleepovers? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, same, like having sex? No. <laughs> I was like, what is an adult sleepover? The same concept. It's like a, mostly girls do it. It's like the girls get together. They might. They might. <laughs> Hello. They might get together. They'll, they'll do like Put some. right. Hand, no, hand, nigga. Hand, <laughs> they might do hand, some like you know vision board. They'll do like vision the board. Tickle the cat. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I loved that fucking song. I was hoping you wouldn't want to go all the way with the hook, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, right, bro. Tickle the cat. <laughs> Who says tickle the cat in a song? Any, I'm sorry. I am so sorry. It's fine. Keep going. But they'll do like they'll do like vision board. They'll drink rosé. They'll like cook. It's just you like. Know. You know, it's the same shit. They're just like homies hanging out. They go to bed, wake up, and they might go to breakfast. Same thing, mm-hmm. except as adults. I don't think guys do that that much. No, unless we're going on a, like the like next a guys day, trip, a like flight. it's like a flight type yeah. thing. Yeah, but other than that, no, because it's like, where are we sleeping? What are the arrangements? He's like, yo, P, you want to come? Sp- <laughs> you want to come spend the night? Bro? <laughs> I'm straight, bro. <laughs> I still have that mentality of when I was younger. Even when my parents finally <laughs> let me do it, I probably have only stayed at two people's house in my oh, life. Shit, you might as well spend the night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be really drunk to be like, I'm just going to stay. Otherwise, it's like, no, nah, I'm straight, bro. 
Because, you know, niggas' houses aren't as comfortable as yours. They're a right. couch. And then when you're drinking, bro, right, right, right. you want to be in the most comfortable place. Because when yeah. you wake up and now you're stuck to yeah. a hot couch. Yeah, and my toilet is my toilet. That's the, that's the big thing. It's so like, imagine I'm hungover. I throw up in your on your toilet. You're going to be mad. It's like, nigga, you told me to sleep over. It's your bad. It's, it's both your- of our bads, technically. But it's, I mean, cra- it's crazy how these these sta- these like double standards are there. Like it's okay for women, but guys do it. It's like a whole different. Yeah, I mean, but women can hold hands. Women can kiss. But well, why is that more acceptable? Than, is it is it a speak like the masculinity thing? You heard about this trick daddy shit? What trick daddy shit? Oh, the eating uh, the tossing salad. Yeah. I can't say eat ass. That's that's too much. That's you, too many you, words. You literally just said it. I'd I'd rather the tossing salad. It's yeah. a little more. <laughs> PG-ish. Is it? Yeah, because, you. I mean, unless you're like a, you know, you're on that side of the freak spectrum, you may think like someone is actually tossing salads. Yeah. Not man. tossing salads. It was it was interesting, man. The the amount of people that sh- shocked me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I've had it. I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. I was like, hey, yo. Hey, I mean... Everybody is into their own thing nowadays. Right. I'm realizing, you know, what they say, sex is a spectrum. I've never heard that. Or something, it's fluid. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these newer words, it's like, I get them mixed up. So it's like, I don't know what they mean. That's because it's all confusing. It is all confusing. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, there's just a double standard. I and mean, There's just a double standard. It is what it is, really. You know what I mean? Like, hey, they women are the ones who give birth. That's going? the hardest shit in life. 100%. They need to have certain things. They need to be able to just live a little more free than we do. They go through more shit than we do. Do they? They give birth. They do give birth. To your child. Also, yes. They may not even fucking like you. Now they looking at a baby that looked just like you. But when we were fucking, she liked me. Did she? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you hope so. But you know... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that. It, it sounded really good, and, and then I didn't want to keep going because no, it was like it was a tween, tween, tween. I was like, oh, how's he gonna lay we're this? We're gonna get we're gonna get canceled if I had laid it. So let's just keep it moving. The thing is, there are double standards that exist, and that's yeah. just what it is. I mean, it's almost like you know, um, men, uh, boys are treated better than girls right. or raised different right, than right, girls because right, right. you don't want your girls to be hoes, in a sense, or fast. However you want to classify Whatever it, the, the that's the is. reason why they're they're tr- they're raised differently because you don't want your daughter to be fast. Yeah, man, fathers are so important, man. And if they, I mean, I know they know it, but if they realize, I mean, they know that shit. Like some of some of the, they know that. Like fathers are important. If you're a father, be present, be there for your kids on both sides because your little boy needs you to show you to see what a man looks like. And your daughter, daughter, princess, yeah, to know what what you know, male masculine attention looks like, yeah, because otherwise they'll confuse all that shit with love. That's a fact. And um, my cousin, when he had a daughter, it's actually my goddaughter, uh, peace to Brielle. I told him I was like, listen, my nigga, like, you got a big job. This isn't like some little Mm -hmm. shit. And I mean, I don't have kids, but I'm not stupid like what you just said. So it was like, bro, you need to be like her number one superhero. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wasting your fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need, she needs to see you. I mean, all kids need to see their parents as their superheroes. Right. 
So if you, so which means you have to be a superhero. Mm -hmm. You know, my um, one of my uh, family members, he was telling me, you know, shit's really stressful because he just had a kid, and then like you know, married and all that stuff, and it's like, I mean, that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like it comes with it. I don't know what to tell you. Just, Burger comes with the fries. It's just, oh, wow, that's that's crazy. That's all I can really say. Like You see what LeBron did? <laughs> like, I don't have kids yet. No. I'll get out really. Yes, I can't. I, all I can tell you is like, you know, keep Damn, up the good work. That shit crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Word, he did that? Damn. Damn, son. Shit, I remember when my son, oh, never mind. <laughs> Let me hit you back, bro. I'm about to hit the streets. <laughs> so I'm trying to get like you, dog. <laughs> I try to get like, you. Get like you, dog. That's one of my favorite things. I, uh, exchange of I of black that. of black joy. Yeah, I tweet that often. I say one of all the great things you will do in your life, you will never out. I'm just trying to get like you, me. <sighs> nah, nah, King, that's you, bro. <laughs> that's you, bro. I'm trying to get like you. Know you. Have you ever seen um? But they say when somebody says, I'm trying to get like you, that's actually some low-key hate and shit. No, I, I don't take that. Um, it's like the the little stuff when they hit you with the little. Yeah, I remember that's you, low key you put me onto that like episode five. And I just never, <laughs> oh shit. Now when I saw it, I was like, damn, he tried that's the hell out of him. I mean, I, I think it's really, um, you know, when you walk into a door, it's like, you you know, after you, no, bro, after you, after you. after It's just... Is just exchanging of courtesy. You open doors for men? No, no. Like if if it's like a sliding door, boom, the, the sliding door. I only I'll only let a woman go first, right? Or an old person. But I'm just saying conceptually, S same age. Uh, uh. Me first. He was just. Oh, my bad, brother. <laughs> oh, my bad, brother. <laughs> go ahead, oh, man. Bad, go ahead. <laughs> now nah, you go, nigga. Shit. Oh, uh, no, nah, nigga. Now nah, you go, nigga. <laughs> now my arms crossed. <laughs> now we in contention, nigga. right? But it's just like. I think I think it's a beautiful exchange when when two black men can be like, hey man, you know, I see you doing your thing. I'm trying to get like he was like, nah, bro, you doing your thing. I'm trying to get like you. Yeah. But basically, we both doing good. Right. You know, and what we I mean? both acknowledge that we're both doing well. It don't get no better, bro. There is nothing that makes me happier than seeing black people get money. One hundred. Nothing in this mm -hmm. world. When I want to see them all, it's just like such a smile. It's like peace yeah. to you, peace to you, black man, black. Issa woman. said, "I'm rooting for everybody black." Period. That's it. <laughs> and, and and I was like, man, that's a quarter of a decade. I'm yeah. Who you who you looking to? You know who that you going for? I'm rooting for everybody black. That's a that is a quote of our, for our generation, man. Okay, and she stand by that. Because low-key, this generation, um, I guess our generation, has really, like, tried championing certain stuff and, like, yeah. fuck you guys. Because the people in our past yeah. propelled us to where we are now. And they propelled us to this point yeah. so we can say, fuck you guys. Basically, on the shoulders of our ancestors, we make room for more people to stand on our shoulders. Like, yep. When I see homies win, bro, or, or level up, it don't matter how big or small it is. Yeah. You know, you got your LLC, psh, I might buy you a bottle. Because it's like, oh, huh. steps. You yeah, know what I mean? It's exactly. these steps. Yeah. These steps. It's a series of, of small steps to get to where you want to be. Because all the dominoes don't fall until the first one fall. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty good. And then once that first one falls, let's go. Shit. Yeah, everything you else may... just becomes, it's you cooking with grease at that right. point. Right. And then that, that little bit of, Acknowledgement for a person like 
big or small wins, you acknowledge that, man, that's a big-ass battery. You just put in their back, wind that motherfucker up, keep going, dog. Mm-hmm. And then the next step, same thing. You like you put another battery in your back. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful to do that. Um, yeah. Whenever I'm really, really down or having a bad day, I just hit people up and um, I just make, I try to make their day better. Yo, fam, I see you doing your thing, man. Keep going. I know it's not always easy, but you got something good, man. So I don't know what you're going through right now, but dog, keep going. Like, and that, <clears throat> that right there, rising tide raises all boats. You know what I mean? So as you make somebody else's day when you're having a bad day, your day just gets better by default. Like, it's, it's always worked for me. It's an interesting concept. It works. Having it's a bad day, make somebody else's day better. You get off that call like, shit's not so bad. That's true. Then you go eat and you forget all about it. That's true. Or you can just sit there, dwell in it, don't talk to nobody. Woe is me. Fair enough. Mm. But if you want to get out of it, try it. Step one, step two, step three. and then you Just get out. That's it. Yeah, I mean... I guess everybody has their, um, like you said earlier, coping mechanisms mm-hmm. of how they trying to get out of things and whatever you have to do to get out of it, mm-hmm. as long as you get out of it. That's the point. You know That's what I'm saying? That is definitely the point. The point is definitely not to, you never want to woe is me because once you woe is me, you'll never get out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, or blaming other people. I mean, you can blame situations for sure. why you're there, but. And in some cases, you can't blame people. The people, you know what I mean? Because some people will, f- like, really mess mm-hmm. you up for yeah. your entire future. And, you know, that's why a lot, I mean, everybody's situation is different. So, every you know, situations are subjective. So, you don't really know why this person is in that certain yeah. spot. I just always just hope that you get out of that spot, you know? Because you don't want to use anything as excuses. But sometimes, like I always tell people, it's not an excuse. It's the reason. Mm-hmm. That's good. You taking it as an excuse, right. but it's my reason. So mm-hmm. fuck you pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess that's that toxic positivity thing. Where people <laughs> are like, that sounds like an excuse. It was like, shut up. I try to tell people um, like where you are right now is the beginning of where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, if, if you go through all this stuff and life is like a, you know, bad times is a, it's a, it's a school. It's not like, a lounge you know you learn from it you keep it moving if you decide to sit in it you never get out yep every mentor that i've ever had has has always kind of said right now this moment new beginning whatever whatever happened in the past not to say it didn't mean anything mm-hmm. but what you do from this moment forward is going to be what gets you to where you want to be right <clears throat> like when when you know you were with the test mm-hmm. it was like you could have very easily just been like Threw your notes away, but you was like, all right, from here forward, whatever's going on, whatever happened, I'm focused on passing this test. Mm-hmm. Then you hit that, and then it's gas from there. Right. <clears throat> so when I when I, you know, when I have the opportunity to like speak to these people, I'm gonna tell them the same thing. You know, today's today's the new day, the first day of the new you. Mm-hmm. And the new you is focused on goal, 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 goal whatever those goals are. Mm-hmm. And as long as you stay focused, you know what I mean, and you keep walking in there, as long as you keep going, more is going to be added as you go. That's it. Just the worst thing you can do is stand still. Yeah. In life, in general, like in traffic, bitch. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, Just the, do something. The worst thing you can do is stand still because the yeah. moment you stand still, people start honking 
And that that honking is like past depression, past pain. And then you just sitting there and that honking is like anxiety. But if you just, nigga, just go. Mm. One step. They'll one stop step honking. Forward. Yeah, they'll stop honking. Because mm-hmm. now you you back you back on the road. But it's like <clears throat> I just want I just want I just want to see more successful people stop quitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or being content with with being laying down in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that they shouldn't, you know, go through what they went through, but okay, it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what now I mean? Now what? Almost. Now what? Yeah, because a lot of, yeah, we get stuck in the situation and it's not the situation, it's how you react to it. Yeah. You know? Feel something, like definitely feel something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't neglect your feelings and what's happening. Uh, but you got you to gotta feel it, shed your tears, wipe your tears. All right. Yeah. You know, pick, pick it back up, put it back together. What direction are we going? Let's go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I would hate to tell somebody... Oh, you went through, you know, sexual abuse or physical abuse. Right. That don't mean shit. Keep going. Right. Like, that's, like, come on now. Yeah. Like feel feel those emotions. Acknowledge those emotions. Talk to somebody about those emotions. Face them head on. And then find out a way to find a way out. Keep of it. going. Wow. Cause I mean, if those kind of things happen to you every day, it's in your mind. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you you won't forget certain traumatic experiences. But if you're able to live mm-hmm. through those traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. then you're almost like one step closer to glory. Oh, man. Stand up to your traumas. Stand up to your bully. Face your trauma head on. Um, and then it can't bully you no more. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And then you just... I'm not afraid anymore. Exactly. And you're not so big anymore. Yeah. But it starts with... It's so funny how everything is communication with us as mm-hmm. as, as humans. Everything is exchanging information. Mm-hmm. So if you if you can find someone you trust, communicate with that person that <clears throat> what that bully is for you, mm-hmm. man, that bully gets smaller and smaller. Right. And then you're free to go, you know, be your best self, your greatest self, accomplish whatever you need to accomplish. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and at that point, I'm just trying to get like you, brother. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Peace to anybody that's going through something that's, you know, on a grind, that's on a, a journey, trying to figure out what they're going to be doing, trying to figure out what the next step is. We are both. I mean, I didn't even know that backstory. You tell me a lot of stories that it's like, oh, wow, I did not know. But yeah. that was, I did not know that yeah. at all. So, you know, I mean, we're both examples of. Perseverance. Of perseverance. Yeah, I was going to say if keep going, but that's not good. Of perseverance. <laughs> um, And we just got to, for me, I just want to always tell people like, just, just get through whatever you got to get through to get to where you want to get to yeah. kind of shit. Like. Because life is already hard enough. Mm-hmm. And life is going to be harder if you don't have your shit together. Yeah. So, because, you know, certain experiences you can't change because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. But you can always change like yourself right. in these situations, right. you know. So, I guess it's just very, um, this year has been very, I guess, I don't know how to say the right word. So, I'll mm-hmm. say hindsight-ish. Yeah. Very, this is a very hindsight type year where it was just like. You realize certain things you were doing in the past and mm-hmm. why you were doing them. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't need to do them anymore. Yeah. I haven't been on a plane in a year and a half. Sheesh. Anybody who knows me knows like that does not Worldwide happen. Worldwide P. That does not happen. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, and now, you know, I guess sometimes I think that maybe I was trying to like fly places and hang out and do all these things because I was 
looking for something, but I remember always coming back home and still feeling the same before I left. So I think that's when I realized like, it almost was like traveling wasn't as fun as it was before. And I mean, the worldwide West, I mean, worldwide West, the worldwide P thing wasn't because I was traveling so much. It was more so because of the moniker or worldwide West that I enjoyed. I had got his backstory and I thought he was really, really cool. And somebody that I kind of um wanted to uh, emulate type of thing in life. Cause he was very like, you know, uh, kind of like in the background, but gets a lot of stuff done. And I'm kind of like that already. Like, I don't really like people knowing a lot of situations that I'm going through, things that I'm doing until it's actually done. And um, what is that? It was like a COVID test. Um, But yeah, so I don't even know what I was talking about. I should remember. I just took a COVID test this morning. So it looked like that. I was like, are you doing a COVID test live on the air? Live. <laughs> right. From the 407. <laughs> I won't say the the block because hot boys. Yeah. But yeah, so and everybody, keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. This is the fourth quarter, like Denzel said. Will you ever quit? No. We want some more. We want some more. We want some more. <laughs> so keep going, guys. What'd you think of Ye's album? <clears throat> um, I give I gave it a spin during the sweat check. Okay. Yeah. It's not workout music though. It, it you could work out too. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was there for me. Yeah? Yeah. I, I gave um Drake two spins this morning. Mm-hmm. It's it's much better. Okay. For me, I'll I'll go then, because I thought you were gonna give more of a detailed, mm-hmm. but no worries. For me, Kanye's album, this is the this is the first album since Jesus that I've enjoyed by Kanye. Nice. I told you how I felt about life about Life of Pablo. Yeah. I thought that was Kanye's most lazy album he's ever made. Yeah. Um the one the Yay one, I didn't like that one. Kid See Ghost, that's a more of a collab, but I, I liked Kid See Ghost, but I didn't like Kid See Ghost nowhere near this one. Yeah. Um there's 26 songs. There's one song I don't really like. I could skip. I wasn't amazed by Yachty's verse. I thought Yachty's verse was okay. And I didn't like the baby's verse. It, that is all. Those are the only flaws in that album to well, me. I was I'm I'm I was shocked. <clears throat> that you enjoyed it. Well, you have been listening to a lot of um different things. So maybe your palette is different than mine right now. Okay, well, I guess maybe. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't like it at all. Oh damn! It was it was very, it just it felt hodgepodge. I think sometimes with people they're trying to, I guess it just depends on what you're listening for me, what you're listening for, because mm-hmm. I I was talking to a homie of mine and he was saying that you know one person is making music much better than the other person yeah. at this point. It was like they're not even making the same kind of music. Right. So if you're listening to Kanye wanting to get down like it's Life of Pablo or like it's Jesus or like it's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I have a I have news for you. If, if this it, is it more like, like a Khaled album. It's like you you heard when you heard Kanye, mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, it's Kanye album. Hmm. It's so that. interesting. I kind of forgot that. Everybody, oh. I guess everybody's um interprets music different. Yeah. I I mean that's just life. Everybody interprets everything. Yeah, I mean feature heavy albums, unless you're DJ Khaled, DJ Drama, or something like that. When you got you got a feature on eighty percent of your of your songs, um, I don't know because 
Cole goes platinum features often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you got this like super feature heavy. It's like, it's almost like if you were hot in the last two or three years, you were on Donda. But that's, a, that's, what's the difference between that and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? He had, ma- he had right. that whole album was features. But, but Twisted, that was, that was a Kanye album. Like you, you, Donda doesn't feel like a Kanye album. It feels like a combination of, um, and he muted all the curse words, and I, I get it, but it just it just feels like confusion. You got gospel, but then you got you know, but then you got these artists and they're cursing and you're muting the curse words. So I mean, I get it, but it just it just seems like pick a side. Like mm-hmm. what what are you doing? And for me, I interpret that like that's life. Word. Like like what we were talking about in the very beginning. Yeah. It's just a combination of all these things because right now that is who Kanye is right, right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can't let go of these people, but he's still over here. So he'll tell these people, yo, I'm going to make music, but please don't curse because I'm no. on a journey right no, now. No, they still cursed. No, but I'm, well, oh. I mean, if you don't hear it, then it yeah. sounds like a Walmart version. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, they didn't even say nigga on the song. Because what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Fabio Foran. When he said, like, I'm, I prayed that all my nick, and it was just like, damn, you can't even say niggas? God damn. <laughs> is this the E version? Right. <laughs> I had to check, like, oh, this is the this is the only version, nigga. And I was just like, all right, well, that's just what he's doing. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I didn't think I was gonna like it this much. I honestly didn't, because I just he's got a lot of stuff on his plate, so music is not. His what's it called? Yeah, it's not his uh, priority right now. I don't even think it's tertiary on his priority yeah, list right now. Not, and you can tell by how like it's not as many words anymore. It's more feelings. Yeah, he's trying to give you feelings, and I think he's just. I think he's just in a brand new spot in his life where it's like all redemption. That's what I got from this it, album. It was. I don't know, man. And it's not like okay. So so with Drake, you know what you're gonna get from Drake. Right. right. So listening to this album, Certified Lover Boy, first of all, he dropped the ball on the cover. That's just on that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. He had the cool really CLB with the billboards and the rolls. Like I thought he was gonna do something cool like that with the cover. But it's just like a bunch of pregnant chicks on there. I'm like the ah. emoji thing. When I saw that, I was like, is this real? But somebody said that it wasn't. So I was like, oh. And then when I saw it today, I was like, Yeah, oh, wow, like the br- really the dropped. what he was doing with the billboard was dope, and I thought we were gonna get something cool like that for the cover. But the cover really who gives a fuck? I mean, the cover is actually kind of genius, low key. The nigga said in the song, like, I'm a certified lover boy. I'm not doing no cuddles, <laughs> which means I'm just going to leave. You saw all arrays of women just no. prego. I'm, as I'm listening to it while I was cutting my hair, I'm like, oh, oh, it's less really about the music. Like you, like you said, people listen for different things. He was saying some like like quotables, bro, for relationship with both, you know, industry niggas and then like females. Mm-hmm. And the stuff he was, I was like, oh, like I just found myself doing that, like um, some just some good bars. Um, and it's it's Drake, you know, he gonna do the underwater sound effect with the music, then he might sing, mm-hmm. but he's way more Memphis on this one. Mm-hmm. And he does this thing throughout the album where he doesn't say the last word of the bar mm-hmm. on purpose. I think it's dope. Mm. I remember when he was doing it. Hey, yeah, yeah. He's doing that. He's got like this new shit where he got, he talks like in a like, 
Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking fire, bro. I'm trying to understand like where he's getting because it's usually someone that's around him or someone that he's kind of like Kanye in that sense. Yeah. If somebody is close to him that he kind of like fucks with, it. it's almost like a a sponge. He becomes a yeah. sponge to that sound. Like wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just you. You are who you kind of hang out with. Sometimes. The five people. Yeah. So um. That album too, bro. That album, I mean, it only came out like seven, eight hours ago. Right. But I've already ran it through like five, six times. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's Drake, like we said. It's the Drake formula. So it's almost like... Easy math. He just, he followed the same formula. Like, it's it's going to be some singing songs. It's going to be some rap songs. It's going to be a little bit of both. It's going to be a mix. I think it's he's rapping be some, better on this one. He's definitely rapping better. He's definitely rapping. Yeah. This is... This is if you're reading this, it's too late. Part two, yeah, because yeah. he hasn't really rapped, rapped. Yeah. Even yeah, he, boy, some of those songs, boy, I, I was like, God damn it! And he still, how did we still? How did I? I literally was like, how did I get lucky to get back to back Fridays <laughs> with this music? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Though, and he's still at Ye's neck. He's still at Kendrick's neck. I'm yep. like, and he's at Rihanna's neck. I'm like, what's are you? You still mad, bro? And I know Kendrick heard that loud and had clear. To. Had to. And you can tell Drake probably just made that song because Kendrick's song dropped last Friday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he was like, put it on the album. Mm-hmm. No, no, take the over this verse. Yep. Put on out. And I think now, because this is the first time that... Did you ever see the Elliot Wilson-Drake interview? Mm-mm. If you ever get a chance, this album will make more sense if mm. you see that interview. Because he was talking like, we're going to see now because it's really just me, Cole, and Kendrick. And these guys are family men. Yeah. Like, I'm outside. Yeah. Basically calling them losers. That's what I got from it. And then when you hear the album, he was like, yeah, he's calling y'all losers. Because that nigga said, I mean, it's not about the numbers. He never, That's all I know. He never like, he did say. It's not about the summer. Summers. That's all I know. <laughs> I mean, really, Shit. really, I think he just never let go of that control verse. No, Kendrick. it's not the control verse. Oh, well. Kendrick's. Yeah. He I'm was like, I'm coming for all of you niggas. But the pro- this is the thing, though. The problem with that kind of like beef situation yeah. Is it's almost like a it's like a um what's his name it's like when Hove and Nas beefed yeah it's almost like I'm your big homie basically I put you on I went to the concert when Drake uh, when Kendrick and ASAP Rocky opened up for Drake yeah I was there so I remember like yeah. oh shit this nigga got Kendrick yeah so it's almost like in our very essence. It's almost like I can just say that and you don't have anything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What the student always surpasses the teacher, man. It's it's inevitable. Not Drake. Right. I mean, because that I mean, nigga's next to Mike and the Beatles. This is what, 10 years, 11 year run? That nigga said I got my first deal what off a of fax. a fax. <laughs> that's how you know how long I've been uh, circling laps. I was like, damn. That's what I, I mean. I thought I was tripping. Because I was in the group chat. I was like, am I tripping or is this nigga spitting? Yeah. And it was just a lot of, ugh. It was a lot of like, ugh. he did he did that motherfucking song with Nevadius yeah. and Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to hear it outside. The TCU 
Oh man, it was so. Oh man, that was, song is so good. He really on his slick Rick shit, bro. Yeah, bro. The He's, nigga said he don't have them. She don't. What is it? her mom's not around? Her dad's not around. So I'm just like watching her as it go up on the pole and yeah. watch her come down. He I was said, like, I'm just giving her money instead oh, of throwing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Bro, he's really on. Like, he was telling good stories. And then from the stories, he was just giving you bars. And it's just a lot of, Ugh. We got We got blessed with back-to-back Fridays of music, bro. If, if they would have dropped same day, same time. Who would you listen to first? I'd listen to Drake first. Easy. Easy. Wow. Easy. Okay, I would listen. I would listen to Ye twice before Drake. Mm-mm. I listen to because because the inconsistency of his rollout mm-hmm. is what would make me feel like this album is going to be. Whole verse came in four hours before the the release, whatever he was doing. Then he had to do three more. So that type of like wishy washiness tells me that what I'm gonna get, I might maybe a little wishy washiness. Yeah, and then even if you put it out, it might get pulled and put back out. Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand he battles with perfectionism, you know, as all creators do. But there are certain things you just need to be confident in. And I think Drake put out a more confident project and he leaned into, like, the confidence of the project, the billboards, the heart cut. Like, it was just more of a... that I still can't believe he did that heart cut. I was just like, that is one of the... Lean in, bro. They 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 use that. They say he was soft. He's all you know. He R and B nigga. He was like, okay, word. You know what the name of my next album is? Certified Lover Boy. And I got hearts for you, nigga. And it said certified, which means like I'm calling my yeah. It's like a stamp of approval. Can't use it against me if I if I use it on myself. Yeah. So what is that? I know you are, but what am I kind of right? Bet. Oh, I'm a certified lover boy. Okay. Sticks and stones. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. Can't use it against me, dog. So, oh yeah, let me get let me give you this other album. Now let's add another year to the run. What I did not hear was a single. I didn't hear like a hotline bling. I didn't hear like I didn't hear anything that was like radio. He's got one at the end. It's like some reggae Afro beats. Maybe. You know, he he gonna appropriate somebody's shit. He's from Toronto, bro. I get it. All them niggas are like not appropriate because his nigga may be from Nigeria. I mean, yeah, it's a Mandem vibe up there. So I don't that think it's appropriating. All right, right. No, but when he was doing the grime, like. Nah, there's British niggas that oh, live wow. in Toronto too. Wow. Well, maybe. he just, he honestly, he, I don't want to say he has like the, his environment made like a lot of his music very easy to right. um, consume because it just made a lot of sense. Right, right, right. right. And he's Jewish. So, yeah. so it's like those, and it's just. So you can, you can, Canada. You getting um, Nigeria, British, then you getting Memphis and Houston and Houston. He's it, that's that's it. That's I it. Mean, we said it was a some some of your experience. Yeah, he, he he's all plugged in. Pause. Because I, I had to look on on um, no friends in the industry, whatever it's called. I had to look back. I had to turn my phone back on. Who is this nigga rapping? Oh, I was like, oh, it's him. He's like, mm-hmm. I was like, what's this? Yeah, that's the one. He, no, he's that's not the one he's talking about. Kendrick, is it? Or it's the no, no friends in the industry. Yeah, he he mentions like that was that one. Okay, yeah, he he did an amazing job as well. They, I mean, he did an amazing job as well. I was I was very happy to hear his album. You, I still need a week. That's what to you digest get with Drake, it. Man. You know, you know, with Drake, you don't really need that long to digest his music. Really, it's all, all his the albums, same. Are, exactly. 
You all you all you have to digest is is he rapping better or worse? Or than worse. The that's why certain artists, like for me, I like to take a week with an album Word. to Fair, really yeah. grasp it. Because, you know, sometimes you jump out the gate and then a week later you're like, this song is terrible. The only album that I've ever instant classic to Pimple Butterfly. Yeah. From Yeah. Jump. The first, after the first listen, it was like, nah. From bro. Jump, it was instant classic in my mind. Agree yeah. with me or not. Yeah, it's instant. It was so, it was... <sighs> It was a lot. It was a heavy album. It was a lot. I played all right. I, I was stuck at all right for a little while, and then I finally made it past all right. But that album was instant classic. Every see, just talking about it, I have yeah. shivers, bro. That album did something to me, bro. That I I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't had an album do that to me probably since. That was an amazing album. And then you know, you might not agree. Here we go. Um, Awaken my love, Gambino. Oh, okay. I, I know that album. That album came. That's and then that next week, see it at the table. Solange came out. That's enough. So those two were like back to back. Is that falling your ways? Yeah, yeah. That al- those two came out and it it saved the year to me, R and B wise. Okay, it saved the year because for childish to be able to do that, come childish from- is definitely your kind of oh, yeah. rap music. It was no no. I don't like him as a rapper. Huh. I like him as you know what he did with Awaken My Love, like that. That's is that the singing one or that's yeah, the, the rapping one? one? With a little bit of rapping, you know. Is that the one with uh, what's that song this that everybody America. loved? No, oh. it was like that. Boom, 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 yeah, 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 Everybody, yeah. I didn't I stay didn't, woke. I didn't like it. I, that, but that was the vibe. It was, yeah. it was very seventies. But I remember just playing it, and I was like, all right, let's see what this is gonna hit for. And then the first song, when the, that first, and if you know the album, you know what I'm talking about on the first track. When the, when the 808 hit, boom! It was like ah, dun, dun. it was mm-hmm. it was it was like amazing. And then the rest of the album was like, hold on, this isn't like this is Don, this is Donald Glover. Like this is not Childish Gambino. It's like mm-hmm. different. And it was just like this whole seventies. It was amazing. And then the next week we got seat at the table, mm. and it was like, yo, I'm good for the I'm good for the year. I'm good. I wonder how Childish feels. About Tyler, because they're kind of like the same person to me, uh, music wise. It's not a lot of words; it's more vibe yeah. music. His um, "Call Me If You Get Lost" was a lot of words. Um, you know, like he said, "West Side Gun" made him rap. It was a lot of rapping in there. That's that's more rapping than Tyler's ever given. Him. I, you didn't like that album? No, I didn't. I love it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love it. But I'm also I'm not a Tyler fan, so I listen to him, and it's like. I just, it's like one of those that's just not for me. It's the easiest fair, way to fair, say it. Fair. But, um, it's that weirdo rap and weirdo music. The videos are weird as shit. But that's the thing. I like all that stuff. Right. I just, Didn't. something about him that I just, I just can't, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, we all stand differently. Yeah. Because I like Frank. I like Earl. Mm-hmm. I like that whole movement. Yeah. But when it comes to like Future. solo, yeah. I don't find myself replaying Tyler. I'll listen to it so I'm not out the loop. Like, okay. I heard it. All right. I'll listen to it maybe once or twice, depending on if it was good or if I enjoyed it. But it's not like a, a stamp. Oh, nah. It's like, a, okay, that was pretty good. That was good. That was Man, good. That was good. Brooks and I ran, was like running it back to back pause. Like, we were in Vegas just like, just all, it's all we played. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, it was Larry June. Um, but it was just like running, running, running. Like, that's probably my favorite. Well, yeah, I would say that's my favorite album this year. Mm-hmm. I'll give I'll give Drake more spins, but... Um, Call Me If You Get Lost was just, it was so absent. It, it felt like 
the spirit of Dilla, Q-Tip, um, Sadiq. Like it felt like that energy was in there, and you know, and then with some Pharrell, and then you throw West Side Gun in that in that gumbo, and it was just like it felt like that. You know what I mean? And then you drama on top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With that's the extra scoop. Right. DJ drama on top. It was like this shit's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to it. I listen to it when I'm cooking meal prep, chill mode. Listen to it in the gym. It's like it's a good album. It's a good album. But now you know Drake is out. So it's like, well, everybody. It's been nice. It's really just me and me and Ye now until Kendrick comes out. Yeah. And then it's me, Ye, and Kendrick. Have fun, guys. And Trippy. Oh, yeah, Trippy. His album. Oh, I didn't even talk about that. His album, oh, um, it dropped our last episode that we did. Yeah. It was, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the other ones, the previous albums, yeah. but that's just, you know, yeah. everybody's different. Um, so every every type of music is different, but it's still kind of like the same, like you said, formula. Yeah. But I got a chance to like watch some of his like YouTube um, concerts. Yeah. Rage. Wow. It was impressive. Because he's kind of like the same. It's like that Playboy, that little mm-hmm. Uzi. They kind of have that same Ro- kind of. Yeah, it's like that. Perfect. That's yeah. a perfect way to explain them. So it was it was pretty cool. So his album was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, 2021, we've gotten very lucky because even though it's not my favorite album, I'm not going to say Tyler's album is garbage. Sure. It's not. Sure. Um, it will get nominated. Yeah, of, of course. Isaiah Rashad dropped Fire. That's yeah. my album of the year. Okay. Um, Oh, what's his name? Um, Westside. Westside Drop. Did you listen to it? Uh, I listened to half of it. Oh, that one is good, too. Um, what is it called? Hitler, Hitler Where's Hermes? Hermes 8. Yep. Yeah, I think this is his last one. Um, that's such a wild name. Said This nigga said Devils Were Prada, so we wanted to put a, a spin on it. You chose Hitler? And Hermes. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good marketing. <laughs> um, who else dropped? Who else? I think Conway dropped something. Benny dropped something. Mm-hmm. Oh, your guy. Yeah. Um, My guy. Yeah. Because you Benny like him more than Conway. Yes. So I just call him your guy. You know, I like to do that. Your yeah. guy. It's just easier. Yeah. You throw, throw everything at me. Yeah. Pause. Your man's. That's <laughs> always good. That is always good. Um, Who else? Who else? Who else? But all in all, we've gotten very lucky in 2021 with music because. And we still have a whole quarter left. Word. A word. And Kendrick Kendrick is definitely dropping this year. Unfortunately, think, his last album with TDE. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, all things come to an end. He's gonna still make music. I don't I don't right, believe, right, right. I don't believe that shit anymore because I was devastated when Hove said he was retiring and he dropped Kingdom Come. And I was like, oh shit, he's back. And then he dropped Blueprint Three. And it was or not Blueprint Three, um the movie. The movie's uh, uh American, American Gangster. Gangster. Slept and, on. Very amazing album. Slept on. Sweet. Amazing album. It's still like, oh my God, I'm going to listen to that today. I may have to too. If my nephew's upon the same. Same. All right, all right. Oh my God, party lights. Rock boys. Welcome to the party life. You heard what she said? She said, Takashi she said when she had Follett Mignon <laughs> can't go back to Hamburg and help her. 
Hey, hey, Tata, I told him. <laughs> Hope is the goat, man. Talking shit, bro. Tata, I told him. Uh, <laughs> I hope he drops another album. Oh, when did? No, nah, his, he and Jay dropped last year. Jay Electronica. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Jay Electronica. I feel like I'm listening to Malcolm X rap. When I listen we got to we got to talk about, how much time we got? I don't know. Oh, no. We got to talk. Did you see the Tiffany, the the Carters and the Tiffany neck, the Tiffany? Yeah. And the Basquiat in the back? Mm-hmm. I mean, Beyonce is getting flack for that that diamond. Mm-hmm. It's a blood diamond. It's one of the worst. Um, but the Basquiat in the back. Tiffany's if, bought that, they said. If you don't know, dog, that shit there is like 100 mil for the original. Niggas looking at, you know, I was, just that image alone, bro. 13 however many carat rock. Then you got Hove. And you got B. So now you might be looking at two. That's that's already two billion just there. And then the Basquiat in the back. I was like, these are the thousand words niggas be talking about in pictures. Dog. Mm-hmm. That, I looked at that photo. It was too much for me to just like, I just stared at it. I was like, this is too much. That is black excellence. It's a lot it's of core. excellence in this. Yeah. Like, because most people are like, oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce, and there's something in the back. And then the piano, the grand piano that she's playing, serenading my dog. I'm like, wow, this picture. Does Beyonce play piano? I don't know. She likely does. She might be able to tinker. I feel like we would know if she knew how to play instruments. This is also true. Because, like, the beehive would let niggas know what Beyonce can. And cannot. And she cannot do anything. I've never seen her play I feel like I've never seen her play an instrument. I'm going to tell you something, dog. Here we go. Love on Top. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest songs of all time. Love on Top is a good song. It was like, then when it goes at the end with the octaves, when it goes up, like nobody, that's that's the dream. dream. Is that your uh, is that your guilty Beyonce song you like? You always talk about Beyonce. No, no, no. This is the first time in what, 40 episodes? That I've peeped. No, no, no. In 40 episodes. All right, cool. Um, guilty Beyonce song. Guilty Beyonce song. She, I mean, she's fire, so it's Amazing. like, there's nope. songs. Do you not, nobody rolls out an album like Beyonce. No. Like, you just not. Mm-mm. You mean there's a video for every song? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> okay. That was really good. Oh, out of nowhere. Yeah. I oh. was. I remember that night. It's, I remember that and night. And her stands were like, uh, it was it like, was, <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> Wait, wait. <laughs> Who cheated? <laughs> this nigga cheated on Beyonce. No. <laughs> yep. If you had a lady that's a Beyonce fan, you just left her alone. Mm-hmm. She's over there. Mm-hmm. She's over there. Full stand mode. Yeah. Seymour was the... getting down. <laughs> she was in bliss that she next would, morning. She'll talk she to you up. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Love Ooh, on top. Maybe. So um, Ooh. Um, rockets, nigga. Rockets? Yeah. That sound like a deep cut. Um, Are that, you part that of the beehive? A... <laughs> I had never heard of that song, and I thought Rockets I heard... and Waterfall? Let me sit this air. Hey, you one of them oh deep my. cut niggas. That's you a... definitely in the beehive. No, nigga, that song is sexual. I, I've heard of it. I've heard that song, yes. But I didn't know that's what it was that called. That song is sexual. You know, somebody used to play it. Is, um, for me. Is your... Gr- um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> so NBA, it's wild they got Rondo back, right? This nigga came back. That's a toxic ass relationship. 
I love that nigga Rondo. It's toxic. Man. Lakers getting back Rondo um, and, and, and Dwight. Dwight. That's when I was like, uh-oh. Uh, Brooklyn got... Um, Aldridge, hopefully. Would you take him back? They got Millsap. I wouldn't take LaMarcus Aldridge. Anybody with blood clots, bro, that's so... That, I mean, peace to LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't want to, you know... Where else is he going to go? Not here. Not what, 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 bro, that's damn near like Miami taking Chris Bosch back. When we're gonna need you, we don't know if we're gonna be able to keep you. The man wants to play. You ain't playing. Where else is he gonna go? He's not playing in Brooklyn. He's gonna play in San Antonio. He's gonna play in Brooklyn. I don't, I, I, as a fan of the Nets, I don't want him in the towns. I heard it. I heard. But, hey, peace to the black man. Um, Lakers, anything but the chip this year is a bust. Yeah, I just hope they don't get injured. That's because that's what's gonna. Oh, that's what's gonna. But fuck I mean, them up. they have they have layers of injuries that they can survive. Only one they will not survive is LeBron. Yeah, I don't. They won't survive AD either. Just They'll survive like, AD. What? They will. No, they okay. They will survive AD because because it's lo- truth be told. Yeah, long as you got LeBron. I mean, <laughs> you're talking to me. I know what you mean. <laughs> as long as you got LeBron. You can you LeBron carried several franchises. Yeah, are you, I'm talking to a chip. I'm not talking to a chip. Okay, you think they can win a chip without AD? Without AD, I think they're deep enough. Pause. Okay, I think they're deep enough. Good pause. Good pause. Especially at at the one two, they're deep enough in the one two, and then who's the who are they deep with on the two? Wayne Ellington. Who else? Brody probably gonna play two. Brody's playing the one. Oh. Rondo's playing the one. He's not starting. But then you got bro. If you put at any point, if Rondo and Brody are on the floor, Rondo's playing the one. I don't. That would be way too much to put Rondo, Brody, and LeBron. No, at you. At the same time. But <clears throat> there's if, no if, you just, if you just running, if you just running mix ups, given who you're playing mm-hmm. and given who needs to be rested, you could end up with, you know, Brody, Ron, uh, Rondo, and AD on the floor at the same time. And if that's a, if that happens, naturally Rondo's the one. Yeah, I mean in that sense. Yeah, Rondo's yeah. going to be bringing the ball down. Somebody was like, I cannot wait to see like the behind the Mello. scenes practices. I forgot my, it. My favorite mid range game of all time. You get on the island with Melo, it's night night, bro. And it's like, damn it, how did I get here? <laughs> Melo hit you with a swing through, <laughs> up jab, up dribble, step back. Let's just run down court. That man mid-range game is ridiculous. Yeah, man. it is really, really nice. It's very smooth. Very and he's literally looked like that since Syracuse. He doesn't get tired. Mm-mm. And, no, and he really doesn't. And people don't give him credit, but they give LeBron all this longevity credit. Same class, dog. That's a fact. They are the only two. And That's we it. never heard about big mellow injuries. Same Did we class. Did ever hear about mellow injuries? Nigga, Luke Walton was coaching while LeBron was still playing. And they, and, Le, and he got picked after LeBron. I was like, I don't go zip him one. Yeah. These has Melo ever gotten injured? Um, only injury Melo has is with his ego. Right. I'm talking physically. I've never heard of a Melo injury. Now that you say that sent, uh, that statement, now I'm looking like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's never been injured. Because when he stopped playing, it was just they didn't want him back. So he just worked out and then he came back. Because his game isn't based off of athleticism. Mm. He's he's got a very yeah, it's fundamental fundamentals. Game. So it's really hard to get hurt when you're not running right, around you're not trying to slashing, dunk, trying to dunk on everybody. Yeah. It's like John Stockton. A lot of play. body contact. Yeah, Stockton played forever. 
Same game. Jeff Hornacek played forever. Same right. game. I hated them, Nick. I hated them, Nick. Those are dudes at the Y in the Y League that are not as athletic as you are, not mm. as fast as you are, but they'll give you 33. Bro, I hated Jeff Hornacek, bro, when I was a kid. That all them niggas actually. Because they were sound. Ain't nothing you could do and they about were it. In the way. <laughs> they were sound. I hate when niggas are in the way. Once you're out of the way, it's like, I don't, yeah. don't mean anything to me. But when you're in the way, it's like. I need you to fucking move. <laughs> it's not, but it's not happening, right? Because you know they know they're not. They know they they got the dad bod, but they they know how to play the game, and the game is ninety percent mental. That's that's why I hate Carl Malone so much. Besides him being a pedophile, and a, I mean off the court, yeah. But is it, Carl was a dirty player. I don't remember that him, him being a dirty player that much. You, the fucking tiger knee. Carl would deliberately. Jump with his knee out, like oh, okay, okay. When he goes to dunk or lay, also he sack taps. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you know hand checking, but in the air. Oh, and Carl is x height, x weight. Yeah, right, coming at you full speed man. with a Pause. with a knee. It's like, do I want to take this knee or let him get this lay? You got it, bro. Yeah, bitch ass knee. <laughs> you got it, bro. When's the last time you dribbled a basketball? Um, I was shooting. Here we go. I was shooting. Uh, I think one of your homies, your homie's homie on the podcast that was doing here, Ferg. Ferg. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I was, they was, um, they was in the league. I was just going to the games. Remember I was going to those games and I was like, y'all do some photos and shit, you know? And then uh, I was, I dribbled and shot then. I still got the goose. There um, you go. What's the goose? A gooseneck. Oh, I, we call it ratchet, but that's cool. Oh yeah. I mean, if you did, I don't know if you got, ever got like shooting, just shooting training. Yeah. They tell you, no, you got to make it like a goose. They, release, they just call it follow through. They release, no, the follow the follow through is just following through. Yeah. Uh, AI fucked it up for a lot of people because AI was shooting like this. Right. I remember that. Like that pullback shit. Like, a what? lot of niggas started shooting like that. I was like, like what that. is that? Yeah. But I remember yeah, that I, public school shooting when as, niggas as, do that. As long as you got the, you know, hold it, gooseneck, make it look like a goose. That's the first time, and I've done basketball classes since I was like five, six. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. I had, um, oh, shit. Yep. That's dude, cool. Dude from UCF used to see me playing at, at Alafaya. He's like, you're shooting like this. You need to extend and make it like a goose. And then once I started doing that, because it was double rim. Oh, God. But once I started doing that, it was, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? Goddamn. Double rims are the worst. But it makes you a better shooter. Right, because once you get to the regular room, it's like, nigga, you know what I was training on? I mean, you get on the regular room, it's a dumpster. Yeah. I could throw this from anywhere. <laughs> Pretty Cash much. Boy. It's going to hit the net. <laughs> it's hitting net. I haven't I haven't played in so sad. Oh, getting my second shot. Oh, my God. I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Well, don't play nothing. Fuck me. Pause. Don't play nothing. <laughs> You down? You down to? I've been thinking about it all week, and it was like, "Oh shit, I'm doing it on Saturday." And then I just thought of it, and it was like, "Tomorrow is Saturday, my you might, nigga." You might, you might be down until Monday, Tuesday. I am so scared, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. Niggas are saying like, "Nah, you're gonna be fine." And it was like, "Nah, bro, I know me. <laughs> I shall revert to a child now." <laughs> that's bro. That's what I looked like on Monday when I was um um. <laughs> when I had the food poisoning. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, my God, my side. <sighs> and then Seabird was like, do you need to go to the ER? I was like, no, I don't think so. I just, just need this to just, go. Just hold me. 
It's like, ah, hold me. I was damn near crawling on the ground. Like, oh my God, Jesus. Oh, my wife, dog. Let me just hold me. She's like, nope, you got COVID. I was like, damn, baby, you can't even do a little cut off. Nope, you got COVID. Damn. <laughs> Whole world, man. That's, I mean, damn. I would hold your shit. Come here. Word. It's like, I, I mean, everybody you got COVID. Everybody did. I don't even know how to take that now. Episode 71. Yeah. Uh, so to everyone, we're just going to wrap up there because I don't even want to. Hold me. <laughs> Everybody, please sanitize. Don't be reaching for her like, please. She's like, ah, nigga, no. <laughs> Germs. Germs. <laughs> Wear your masks. Yeah, man. Sanitize your hands. Lysol your doorknobs. Lysol your doorknobs. Get vaccinated if you want. If you don't want to, don't get vaccinated. This isn't a podcast that's going to tell you what to do. The government is already doing that. As you see, there are certain jobs now. They're firing you if you don't have it. Mark of the beast. Take the mark of the beast or get exiled. So you, at this point, you're going to be at the outside of the club. Real quick, speaking of mark of the beast, you see your man wants to... Your man want to put robots on the on the planet to, to serve people. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> you start with that one, and then I'm gonna come back with another one. Keep going. You, you, your man Elon is look. He's looking real oh, anti-Christish. Word that thing we said that last episode. Elon looking real anti-Christish. That shit boy fucked me up for weeks. Now he wants to do the iRobot thing. You seen iRobot? Yeah. With Will Smith. No, I didn't see it. No, I didn't see it. Basically, I saw like a little bit, but basically like, robots serving humans, but then eventually the robot becomes sentient and they take over the world. So Elon wants to do Tesla bots, five, eight, 140 pound bots that have served people, help people. Nigga, we done seen this movie several times. He's definitely. You go into space, word, you go into space, this shit also looking like Wally too. You go into space. What's Wally? A Pixar movie. Okay. So it's a metaphor. Gotcha. For us fucking up the planet. Mm. You go into space and you're making robots. Do you watch a lot of Pixar movies? Do you watch them with children or you watch Do you them know the yourself? Pixar theory? What's the Pixar theory? My man, I'm going to send you the link. Mm-hmm. All Pixar movies are connected and tell a story underneath the story. It's one linear story told. It's almost like the MCU, but it's like one linear story told, in, told in one. It's, it's kind of wild. Okay. It's kind of, I'll send you the link. But you know I'm with the conspiracy shit. Word to the conspiracy brother, Word. the third yeah. member. So he's going to space and he's making robots mm-hmm. to serve people. Mm-hmm. He's going to test the robots on Earth, take the rich to space, robots serve the people in space, leave us here in the ghetto. Nick, it's, it's math, dog. Take yeah. the calculator out. Yeah, you, all you got to do is carry the one. It's right there. <laughs> the shit's take right the there. calculator out. You, you rich enough they're going to go from being able to go to space easily, four hours, four minutes, whatever. Next, What's next? Colonization of a that planet, planet. on space. Mm-hmm. Now the rich can go to space. When you get to space, we got Tesla bots. You don't need to do shit. Tesla bot, take your bag. Tesla bot, do this and that for you. And who's the head of that? Elon Musk. I'm staying here. I ain't going it's over crazy, there. man. I'm not going to space. And he's on the spectrum. What spectrum? The uh, autism spectrum. Elon Musk? Mm-hmm. 
I guess that makes sense. And I've always said, and a lot of people believe it as well, uh, autistic people are the future. They are the next evolution of humankind. They use their they use much more of their brain capacity than we do. But to I'm us, listening. But to us, they seem, you know, slow. That's why, right. you know, they're stronger than us, much stronger than us. They can calculate and solve puzzles much faster than us. Mm-hmm. It's like their their brains are functioning at such a high level. So I think they're the future of us. We use a percentage of our brains, which then makes us a certain type of way. They use more. There's there's a documentary on um Netflix, uh, Rubik's Cube, solving Rubik's Cube solving competition. Who do you think the number one person in the in the world is? Mm. He's like six three, strong as shit. You know what I mean? And then you know he he's fully on. You know he's fully autistic. You put that Rubik's Cube in his hand. Done. Now you think about us. <clears throat> Right. I, I mean, this bitch like, like kick, 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 nigga. But you, the capacity kick to, this shit. Right. The capacity to solve something as complex as a Rubik's Cube as fast as he can tells you about how much of his brain that he's using. Mm-hmm. But you can't use that much brain and then also be fully functional. You think they're... They are the future. Because everything is... Technology com- is low-key making the next generation borderline autistic. Wow. It's a lot to think Every about. Every episode, it's always something. It's a lot to think about. But Elon Elon is Elon is setting up so much that we don't see or he's allowing us to see. Right. I'm thinking space. I'm thinking colonization. I'm thinking the rich. I'm thinking robots. That's it. Westworld type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I tried watching that. <clears throat> and he's the head of it. Yeah. Watch. And you know, to follow along with what you're saying... I think we are definitely in during at the end of those days because you heard about the forest fires in California. No. It's like wild forest fires going on over there. Right now. Yeah. Well, maybe like a couple weeks ago. Flooding New York also. You, you saw the flooding that when they said Hurricane Ida, I was like, I thought Hurricane Ida was in Louisiana. I said the same thing. I said, like, damn, Louisiana underwater. I was like, no, this is New York in New Jersey. I was like, what? In a day or two days, it went from Louisiana to, to New York? If we find out about some wild flies in Florida. Flies? Yeah, like, you know, like locusts. locusts. Oh, here we go. If that, then it's like, like Martin said, the day of the Geechee is over. <laughs> There's too much going on in the world, man. Just, just, oh, just get your money, man. <laughs> Cause there's nothing it's else. There's too much going on. Get money, nigga. Yeah, that's that's the only thing you can do right now is stay safe and get money. And get money. That's it. That's all you can do. Cause everything else just seems very like ah, I don't know if I really want to do that. Ugh. Nothing seems worth it except getting money. Yeah, I agree with that 100. percent I don't think anything else is you can't do anything the same way. Yeah, Cause at the end of the day, there's no peace of mind. Like. The peace of mind is gone. Commas, commas give you peace of mind. That's there you go. You know what I mean? It's like damn, I'm not having a now good they day. Want peace of mind. Then nigga look at their bank. Hmm. I gotta find my peace. It's not too bad. It's a fact. It's That's true. That's true. Everybody, stay <clears throat> safe. Stay hydrated. Take your vitamins. Exercise. Lice all your doorknobs. Please sanitize yourself. Sanitize your whole body. <laughs> yeah, take extra showers, nasty asses. 
Um, and get money. That's it. That's, and that's the formula for life. Love on your loved ones. Word. Love on your loved ones because you don't know how much longer you have with them, especially Word. with COVID and especially with Elon doing whatever he's doing. AKA Wallet. If the locusts come in Florida, bro, I'm telling you. Then what? What we do? Just stay inside? No, we just keep getting money. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's locusts. Get money, nigga. <laughs> Pretty much. Peace to you guys. This is episode 71 of the Say Word podcast. Peace to you. Peace to the black man. Chew. That was pretty good.